0: everybody welcome to terror talk with shannon and kathy on this lovely wednesday morning when you are hearing this happy 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 october
1: happy Almost. october Almost. i
0: love <laughs> or it is october actually
1: this month
0: ah! you're welcome i just blew out your eardrum
1: i'm so. working on the dennis raider series for our show sure for those of you who don't do not know him by his actual name that's coming in like mid-November. Mm-hmm. We're, start, I, we're, we're starting it in November. He is the BTK killer. Mm-hmm. And I chose to do this, and I'll obviously talk. <laughs> you sound
0: I chose <laughs> to do this, to torture myself <laughs> to torture in this manner.
1: Myself. I'm so incredibly disturbed and fascinated by his case, and I really am looking forward to... You just had to You all in. sharing this trauma road with me wait. when we get there. But I <laughs> want to give you uh, an opportunity if you're interested. Mm. Uh, a lot of the information about him on the internet or documentaries or other avenues that I've been looking to get just facts. Those are all accessible online. But what I've also been doing is reading a book by Catherine Ramsland. She's a PhD and she is actually wrote a book called Confession of a Serial Killer, The Untold Story of Dennis Rader. It's basically like reading his journal and it's his speech and Mm -hmm. it's his quotes and it's the way that he describes his traumas and things. And man, it's disturbing. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get into the mind and you don't want to just, anyone can read facts online, Mm -hmm. right? Facts. This is not a book you want to read at nighttime before bed because it's explicit. I, I sent um Shannon a text. I go, I'm down the rabbit hole of this guy and I had to put it down. And you know, you and I read true crime and talk about it all the time on the show. We have talked about cult leaders and a lot of serial killers, but there is something about this dude that I'm going to get into. Nice. And um, if you like that kind of stuff, scaring yourself like I do, <laughs> or you're interested in this case, or just like vicarious drama or like vicarious trauma, <laughs> I really recommend this. That's your hobby. You feel like you're having a conversation with them, which is real creepy.
0: Well, I mean, that's why true crime is so popular. Ooh, yeah, you get close to a it. A lot of people like to do this.
1: You get close to it without having to be close to it. Yeah,
0: and you can exercise those demons without having to be, Yikes. hopefully, and without having to be in relationship with them. Yeah, it reminds me of Charles Manson. Uh, there's a book that uh, Charles Manson wrote called in my own words it's a fascinating little trip down uh, yeah down manson lane that i have read a couple of times actually now so all right then yeah thank you for that sure today on the show we're going to talk about a documentary called the most hated man on the internet it's actually a limited series on
1: netflix so the the most hated man on the internet 2022 three-parter Uh, I don't think I could have taken much more. (laughs) No,
0: It's like, okay, we get it. Thank you.
1: And not only that, but Hunter Moore is like Tiger King. Why are we giving this guy more press? And here we are talking about it, but not for the reason of giving Hunter Moore more, Hunter Moore more, Hunter Moore more more attention, but to bring up the topic of revenge porn and the power of the internet. Sure. So he used, he created a site called Is Anyone Up?, And it was a pornographic site based on stolen and and hacked photos that were told to be from exes of these, mostly women, but some men, very explicit sexual photos that identified them by name and demographics in all these compromising positions. And people started to get alerted when their photos and videos were streaming and they would, you know... Obviously, there was a lot of trauma there, and so this this documentary is sort of that origin of revenge porn and and the story of Hunter Moore and the people who were traumatized by this. But you know, a narcissist is a narcissist is a narcissist, and this guy is about as overt as it gets. I mean, he's a simple man. We'll <laughs> just leave it there, oh yeah, for sure yeah
0: all albeit delusional
1: mm-hmm, so you know just to lay this out a little bit, thinking about, I was trying to put myself in the position of these people who their photos and videos were exploited online and thinking about, you know, what would, what would I be thinking if something like that happened to me? Obviously there's fear and there's all this, oh my God. Um, But then thinking about the message to, you know, is the message to tell people to not do that? Like, Hey, if you're going to, put stuff out there, it's possible that it'll get out there. I mean, that's certainly a message, but that's also like saying, Hey, if you're wearing a short skirt, you know, don't blame the guy if you get raped. Right. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think about, and this is kind of a general question before we get into the meat of this, but the idea of, you know, victim blaming these people for knowingly putting stuff out there that can get hacked.
0: Well, and I think that's the original perception of his followers and fans of the site was that, I mean, for one, it's revenge porn. Mm -hmm. If you hate your ex, you know, let's post all their naked pictures that you still have of them is how it started. It's like, so it really tapped into the shadow of revenge and pain and what we do when we're hurt. Mm hmm and he really capitalized on that because he's sort of saying that that's how it started for him. Mhm. is that which I don't, you know, I don't care how it started for him, but that's the story that he tells is that he got hurt and so he started it in order to Negatively bond with all of humanity over when you feel which bad over a breakup, which is total yeah. garbage. This but is that's not a guy narrative.
1: That, this is not a guy that hurts over a breakup. No, I, mean, I don't think he's ever, I don't think he has the capacity for anything. He
0: might have felt shame and know yeah, that for and sure. And then the
1: narcissistic rage there you go. became a website. Humiliation humiliation <laughs> yeah. will cause people to, especially narcissists, right. do some really, but in things. the
0: arc of this story, they <clears> sort of start you out. Kind of telling that story, I think, to try and give you empathy for him for about five minutes because that disappears pretty quickly.
1: But Oh, yeah. I guess for me, I'll answer my own question where, um, to me, it comes down to consent. You know, if we're thinking about anything sexual um, or intimate, it's illegal if there's no consent. To oh, me, yeah. that's about as basic as it needs to go.
0: Well, and for all intents and purposes, everybody was thinking that people were like sending in these pictures, which now is an is a is a crime. It's crime now. It didn't used to be, mm-hmm. but it's a crime now to distribute via. Te- like I have kids in treatment doing it all the time, and it, it's actually a crime to give somebody else a picture of you know of someone without without their consent. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's adults not- as well. Yep. Yep. One of my things was, of course, you eventually realize and are told in the documentary that he was actually hacking into people's things. So it's like if I have a naked picture, you know, Kathy comes over, I take naked pictures of her because you know that's <laughs> what happens every weekend.
1: Yes, shallow and solid. It's, an follow- it's, it's followed by pillow fights. She's
0: totally an exhibitionist, right? Especially this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> Fall just does something. I to know, her. man. She's got the pumpkin spice, and it's all it's all done. And then I and then I have those pictures on my phone right and I'm not and I don't do anything with them they're just on my phone and then you hack into my phone and steal my pictures and you put Kathy's pictures on a website so what do we all think about that that's not cool right well that's what ended so all of his followers are thinking oh these people are these pictures are being posted by people who hurt were really hurt and and these people deserve it because they were assholes. And so they get all vigilant. But what was really happening, probably about half the time, was that they were these phones and things were being hacked by a hacker in order to gather more materials. And then there was this narrative that, oh, these are being posted by exes. But that isn't what was happening at all. Hunter was having his guy hack into all the phones
1: and steal naked photos of everyone. That's right. And that's what, you know, when we find that out, then it's, it, it, it even adds insult to injury because you already think this guy is just oh, yeah, a complete you sociopath, he's a right? Shit. Yeah. yeah. He's, and I actually wouldn't even give him that much credit because that would take some level of sophistication. He's really just your garden variety narcissist. Yeah, he just
0: hired somebody who could do all the stuff.
1: <laughs> so at the very beginning of, of the um, documentary you get, you know, there's the, 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 mother is of one of these daughters plays a very central voice in, Charlotte, Charlotte Laws, I think is her name, the mother that is kind of a central voice in helping that group anonymous, you know, investigate him and all that. Mm -hmm. And just want to have a conversation around what happens when you try to rationalize with a narcissist. It backfires, right? And so what do, what do we see at the beginning is they're they're pleading, which is understandable. I mean, who wouldn't be like, please take that down? Please, please, please. Well, everybody thinks everybody always thinks you we always assume we're dealing with a rational person. That's right. So what are they gonna do? They're gonna take your pleas and they're gonna use them against you, which is what he did. And so he got so much supply from them begging and crying and pleading, and I think a lot of a lot of what he enjoyed was the power over watching these mostly women, but some men um, really plead because it was like, wow, I'm in this position where I can make or break you. Mm -hmm. Um, I can kill you, Mm -hmm. you know? And so just something to think about for those of you listening, if you're ever in a situation with someone who's incredibly narcissistic, you don't want to show your cards like that because they will, they'll double down.
0: Well, and like I said, we, and it's okay if you do, because Mm -hmm. most people would.
1: Mm -hmm. That's why I said. It's understandable. But if you can try to be rational in that moment, which is hard.
0: Yeah. And I think also we all want to recover and we all want to be in the world acting how we need to act. So if you ever get a hint of, okay, this person is starting to twist my words, then you just, you know, you walk away if it's a situation where you can walk away because it's very human to always assume that you're dealing with a person that's
1: rational and can and has empathy
0: it's all it's, it's just how we go about the world
1: because most people when it comes to empathy most people are neurotypical in that way most yeah, people most have a level people do of it. have empathy yeah yeah even if they're a shit person or whatever yeah.
0: they will have empathy if you can ta- you can tap, tap into, into that
1: it. right not the case with this dude. No. So there's this arc that happens with him, right? He comes in, he's all grandiose. He thinks he's getting blown from the left, blown from the right. Um, and, he wa- and he was, honestly. And, yeah, and he's, you know, yeah, a he's lot of groupies. staging all these evenings where he spends you know, seven days in a row doing coke and drinking and, and exploiting people and minors and all this shit. And then he ends up on Anderson Cooper. And I loved this part of the documentary because what happens when a narcissist realizes they're no longer limitless, Mm -hmm. uh, that was a really great, I don't know, it just was like a little bit of a revenge fantasy for us Yeah,
0: (laughs) watching him. Yeah. I mean, you know, he gets away with a lot more after that, but Mm -hmm. uh, there was that moment where they show you his reaction, Mm -hmm. which of course they knew would be very satisfying for those of us who are watching is to just watch him squirm. Because the real the real defense of all of the thousands of women that were on that site, and mostly women, but there also were men. Mm-hmm. on they. Could I like pictures that they interviewed men. a couple men. I too. did too. I really did too, because I know there's even more cultural shame around that because mm-hmm. men aren't usually exploited in that way, right? Uh, Percentage wise, but the real well the hero's journey that they have created in this in this documentary is that this mom of this one woman who who got exploited this mom really just fights to the to the end to take him down and is a part of that obviously eventually the FBI and everybody gets involved and you know, et cetera. And the hacking ends up taking him down what I explained earlier, but it's really this story of this mom who fights. And so that Anderson Cooper moment that Kathy's talking about is sort of the, the act two middle climax where, where the mom gets to question him on national television, and he thinks he's going into this, like, redemption arc thing where he's going to, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and blah, blah, blah. He's crafted this whole, like, I'm going to have a redemption arc, and I'm going to apologize and all that which everyone knows is crap. So Anderson Cooper has this mom on, and the mom starts questioning, and his story just crumbles. He gets defensive. He squirms. They show his face. They show him scoffing at her. It just crumbles, like, immediately. He has no ability to fake.
1: None. And then we have uh, what you and I were talking about before we started recording, which was the trolling then sort of changes. the, The narrative changes, and now he's a piece of shit to people. There's a group of people now who are like, oh, fuck you, I don't, right? Yep. So it's that group think. Yep. And and it shows you how quickly, you know, a king can be overthrown. And people are just going to comment. Right, they're going to comment. We are, we're all on social media. People just comment. <laughs> but all of these comments and all of the things that we're seeing on Anderson Cooper and these interviews with lead to, you know, obviously he, he goes to trial and he gets sentenced. And a lot of people were really upset by the fact that after... The amount of trauma and damage that he caused, he wasn't this innocent bystander just passing photos along. He was actively creating this situation. He only received two and a half years in prison, as well as a $2,000 fine and $145.70 in restitution. So. And it took a lot to get him there. Right. So it
0: just, you know, last week we talked about a different documentary, and Kathy was talking about the justice system and, and how there's so much work to be done there. And this is another situation where it is okay you you are given permission to illegally shame and humiliate and abuse, other people mm-hmm. specifically a lot of women yep under that guise of they deserved it because that was mostly the public's perception even though of course later we find out he was do it was you know well, much I, more complicated than that
1: i hope this is not too much of a digression but i think it's related to this message around women not be- being given the message that they're not allowed to be sexual Mm -hmm. or to have a sexuality.
0: Right. Like everyone's like, I believe that every person is allowed to, you know, take naked, every consent, like every adult is allowed to take naked pictures of themselves and give them to people they want to have them. In other words, partners, or if you're a webcam girl or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're consenting, and you that that's either your business, it's a thing you enjoy, it's something that you know is exciting for you and your partner or partners. If you're in polyamory, like I don't like I don't have any judgment about any of the sex part of it at all. Do what you want to do, but and there's always going to be people out there to exploit you.
1: But, yeah, but. And I hate that the message has to be to the targets, like be I know, careful. I know, be careful, you know?
0: don't do it. That's what I'm saying. Like I believe, I personally believe, and I realize this is not the way it is, but I personally believe everybody has the right to use technology in whatever way they want to. And if that's for sexual purposes,
1: okay. Consenting, behind closed doors. Exactly, their of own age, private, yep. all that stuff. Right. like do you boo like it's amazing yeah. i enjoy that technology gives us all these these new and interesting ways especially if people are long distance or whatever you exactly. know so yeah i think this really falls into a deeper conversation around the use of women's sexuality as a way to either exploit Mm -hmm. or objectify or punish. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, my God, that goes all the way back to the Bible. You know, it's just like, are we really still here that women are still mocked or, you know, and because, yes, there are men in this documentary, but like you said. Just percentage-wise. Percentage-wise, when we think about social justice movements and laws changing, you know, There are certain things that are universally accepted now as a no no, right? We're not doing blackface anymore. No. We're not calling people fags anymore. Exactly. But somehow, women are still allowed to be degraded. That's right. And be objectified and exploited. And so I think this documentary, the underpinnings of this documentary for me, is we're still in a situation where women cannot just be sexually open without punishment or judgment of some degree. She's either a whore or she's a prude.
0: Yeah. And so the only thing I can take away from this is that it definitely gets more discussion and more documentaries and more exploitation. Next week, we're going to talk about the Cosby documentary. And it's that thing where at least the progress, if we want to, if we want to look at it this way, the progress is that it's getting talked about ad nauseum. And for those of you who've probably already turned this off already because you don't <laughs> want to hear it again, which is fine. Again, do you. <laughs> but it, we're just going to keep talking about it yeah. because that's what we can do. That's all we can do is talk and advocate. Awareness. And the fact that these documentaries are now being made and that these men are being publicly discussed. And honestly, this documentary does publicly shame him. It does. It shames him. It holds him accountable and it shows his true nature and all of his behavior. So that's the positive piece I can take from it. Well, is that I'll, I'll there just, it is. I'm, I'm just going to
1: piggyback on that and say, in some ways he's more punished at his release. Absolutely. Because to be out in the community now with everyone knowing how much of a piece of shit he is, yeah. he can't hide behind prison walls.
0: No. And so as we know, in general he will surround himself with people are, that are egocystonic with yep. with yes men you know him being fabulous and a baller and just 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 an you know a rebel and all of this narrative that he's got the other thing i can think is that i have experienced where narcissists fall down in mm. midlife mm-hmm. or near the end of their life they just it all kind of, it all crumbles because none of it works anymore. And so that's, that's his future. And so just know that, that that's his future. If you've seen this
1: documentary and you want that for him. And he's already 36,
0: you know, this is yeah. not a
1: 22 year old guy. No,
0: there, there'll be a, there'll be a sharp decline at whatever point. And I mean, what I can say too, is I, you know, the things that I saw were, the reason why Kathy says just textbook narcissism is that he's grandiose. He, he feels he's invincible. He's delusional that he can't be touched. He starts acting out more and more and more because of those reasons. And the the fact that the whole premise of his downfall and what we would call his first downfall, I guess, and having to do prison time is that the whole thing was based on a narcissistic rage that, he took globally and it's like, it's like one man was shamed. Let's say, let's say he was shamed by whoever rejected him because he actually decided he had found this great mirror in some woman, you know, which he called love, but he'd found a perfect mirror and then that person rejected him and he got shamed. And so one man gets shamed and then he turns around and tries to shame the whole world. And that is what, narcissists do you shame them in an interpersonal relationship where they feel like you are their mirror you you provide that we take responsibility for that Mm -hmm. you provide that perfect mirror from whatever your damage is and then you realize it you get healthier you realize it you stop then they feel shame because you reject them and then honestly they turn around and spew it all over the room yeah Everyone's going to pay for that. And this guy all over the world. Yep. Everybody paid for it. And then he paid, what, $2,000 in two years or something? Yeah. <laughs> so. And
1: $145.70 in restitution. My God, I feel but crippled by that. That's only, you know, he could pay that in increments. Oh my God. So. $100 payments. Probably came off his books. Good Lord. So, yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Do you
0: recommend this documentary? Like, if you want to get real mad, go ahead and watch sure. it. Sure.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think you can really just read his story mm-hmm. and, and read, um, yeah. you know, the, the, the mother's story. I, I think it, I uh, I watched it after uh, some people in my life had watched it, and I said, I'm curious. But honestly, I, I don't think you need to watch it to know who he is and what right. he did. Right, right. So
0: I can imagine, so anyone who has been Even though we know there's a lot of context to what he specifically did, ripping off pictures and things like that. Any of you who may have been, somebody has maybe filmed you or taken pictures of you without your consent. This is going to be pretty triggering. Yeah. Even though a lot of the pictures and videos and different things that he had were, were not given by anybody that the person even knew like there's a lot of context but i will say if you've had any situation where someone has publicly posted anything of you i know lots and lots of kids deal with this a lot in bullying and lots of young adults especially too if anyone has ever taken pictures of you or you've given them freely because you cared about that person and then they've used them in some way and publicly sent them to everyone you know or whatever it is Anyone who's felt that humiliation is going to be really triggered by this. So I would advise you just don't watch it because this, this is not necessary. You know who this guy is. We just told you who this guy is for half an hour. Take our word for it. That's who he is. <laughs> and don't and don't watch it and be yeah. triggered because it's really not. We, we, we just saved not,
1: you three episodes of <laughs> yeah, there's no anger.
0: Yeah, two and a half hours of your life. It's good. You're good. But thank you very much for being our listener. We really appreciate, you know, next week. An even more complicated story, honestly, Ooh. which um, with a lot more layers culturally. And really worth a watch. And very much worth a watch is we're going to talk about the Cosby documentary that was very good and definitely worth a watch. So if you have the opportunity to watch it before our next week's discussion, uh, that's where we're going next. So be sure to follow us on social media and, you know, consider uh, supporting our Patreon campaign. We very much appreciate you as a listener.
1: And this has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.